Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh, we got a lot to get to in the next couple hours. By the way, including which New York team will win a title next, 888-729-3776, 888-SAY-ESPN. Obviously, the Giants and Jets count there if you think one of them will do it. Ah. Uh, but we have to start, Jay, Key, with the Nets getting swept. And, Jay, I like to say uh, in life there are bus drivers and bus riders. <laughs> Jay, you've been hot all morning about yeah, this. Key. Yes, Jay. We are teammates over the last two years. If we were in a playoff series and we got swept and you saw me smiling and laughing with the team that just whooped our ass after the game, how would you feel? I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. First of all, I wouldn't even Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even see you smiling because I already be in a locker room. So I wouldn't even – somebody would have to tell me, and I would have to see it on SportsCenter because other than that, I'm not – I would be – as soon as the game was over, I'm not going over there. I might douche you up and keep it moving. So following question, if you saw me on SportsCenter – But you guys aren't playing Spears and, and Perkins in, uh, in two-on-two, right? <laughs> so so we, won't, we won't find out the answer to this question, but go ahead. If you saw me on SportsCenter smiling, what would you say to yourself? Clown. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for me last night when the game is over – after I've already questioned, I said this during halftime. I was like, look, all right, Ben Simmons. I thought he was a distraction on the sideline with all the clothes he was wearing and all the reports that he was going to come out and play. He removed himself from the bench. Okay, I see you, Brooklyn. That's the right move. No more distractions. One, you got one down. KD, we questioned whether he was going to be aggressive. Oh, KD came out, scored the first seven points of the game. He's taking 30 shots. That's what I want to see. KD going out fighting. Fighting to the end. I love it. The missing part, the Riddler, Kyrie Irving. Why are you not aggressive? I said it at halftime. Where are you? Where is the Kyrie Irving from game one that dropped 39 points that I say is probably the best offensive player in the game of basketball? Where have you gone over the last three games? Why are you not aggressive? So when the game's over and I'm watching KD, who literally just went through blood and tears on the court, left that on the court, he's dapping people up, giving Jason Tatum a hug, Looking angry and pissed off, I'm watching Kyrie smile. So we're past and the, laugh. With so he's people. not in the conversation for best player in the game anymore, I, I, right? I, I, Kyrie, I, best I mean, offensive player. Is he? Is he? Uh, I mean, I still think he's in the upper echelon. Offense. Don't don't distract me from my point. All I'm going to <laughs> is at the end. At the end, when I see him smiling that way, yeah. I'm saying there needs to be an energy shift here because I can't have. If you're the Brooklyn Nets, you can't have that be the leader of your team. And for the most part, key. I've looked, I know it's KD's team on paper. It looks like it is. But Kyrie's energy leads this team. It's been led the whole time from the time he came here, everything around the pandemic. And KD's always been constant. But it's time for KD to find his lion roar. So, because right now, this team needs to be on his page in order for them to get to where they need to be, which is championship level. So if it's Kyrie's team, the way Kyrie played last night, certainly fed into the way the rest of the Nets played outside of KD? Is that what is that what I'm hearing you say? No, I'm just saying that it's, at the end of the day, Kevin Durant, when he went to Golden State, he was going to Steph's team, right? 
I think yes. very similar way to LeBron going to Miami. You learn what a first-class organization, how they operate, how they run, what it takes to win world championships at a high clip. Yes. You leave that, you go to Brooklyn. It's almost similar to LeBron going back to Cleveland, right, playing with Kyrie. But there has to be an element. The same reason why Kyrie – well, I'm going down this road. Kyrie and LeBron broke up to a degree, right? Like, whose team was that? Was that LeBron's team? Was that Kyrie's team? Kyrie it's wanted LeBron, more clout? Me, see, for me – the bigger stars who team it is, it ain't even a question. I, I agree, but it shows you the underlying challenge sometimes with Kyrie, right? Kyrie didn't like being called kid. He made one of the biggest shots oh, in game God. seven. There was a lot of drama around that, Key. And also the biggest lot. star, it depends on the personality type. Yes. Kyrie has a more aggressive personality than KD. But he right? ain't as, as great as he is. He ain't LeBron James. He's not he LeBron, ain't KD. But, but it's not, though, Key. That's what we recognize. But That's the problem. That's the problem, yeah. right? And so my thing is moving forward with this team, I know KD and Kyrie are brothers, but there needs to be an understanding where Kyrie understands with KD, this is my team. Kyrie man. said at the post-game presser, I thought this was a step toward taking accountability, even if he didn't get all the way there. Listen to this. I felt like I was letting the team down uh, at, a, at a point where I wasn't able to play. You know, we were trying to exercise every option for me to play, but I, I never wanted to just be about me. And I think it, it became a distraction at times. And, um, you know, as you see, we just had some drastic changes. Yeah, he made a personal and, and, choice and yeah, affected I'm, him professionally. And, I, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm okay with that. He said he let the team down, and he realized that at some point. But he took every measure that he could to try to find a remedy to get back on the court until such due time that they made it okay. I'm okay with that. I don't. It, look, man, your choices, decisions, and consequences. Mm-hmm. And he made all three of them. And in the end of the day, his choice and his decision, and here's the consequence, that you, based on missing time, and I don't want to call it alienating your team, but being away from your team, forced James Harden to say, I want out, because he didn't want to deal with the stuff anymore, Jay, right? So he's like, I got to get out of here. And then – the fact that you come and you're in and out, you can't play at home, but you can play on the road, but you might not be able to play in Toronto, blah, blah, blah. You're dealing with all of that. That sends a cloud over the team. And now you say that there's no continuity because you didn't have enough time to do it. Well, if you would have done something a while ago, we all know what that something is, you would have had the continuity with the building of the team and James Harden wouldn't be there and Ben Simmons wouldn't be there. and now, I mean, he would be there and Ben Simmons wouldn't be there. And so it's all on Kyrie as far as I'm concerned. Key, I think I heard something. Let's listen to the sound of Kyrie one more time, please. I felt like I was letting the team down uh, at, a, at a point where I wasn't able to play. You know, we were trying to exercise every option for me to play, but I, I never wanted to just be about me. And I think it, it became a distraction at times. And, um, you know, as you see, we just had some drastic changes. I never wanted it to be about me. So let me break this down a little bit, Key. So when you make that decision at that moment, how, how do you process that decision, right? Because if you're processing that decision with a team of people or you're talking it through, you know at that moment – Everything is about to become about you. Is that a fair assessment? So it it is, but at the same but, time. But key also, like when you make a decision like that, and I I was the guy that backed him on his decision. You also have to understand the past. 
So if you start factoring in a lot of other things that happened in the past, it seems like a lot of things in the past have been about Kyrie. And I, I think that's, that's the point where him and KD need to get to that point where let's make things about Brooklyn instead of about Kyrie I have a first. question about this, guys. But it, all goes, but it all goes back, Max and Jay, to the medical situation. And it's going to be about him based on that. And as we said many times on the show, you can't tell a person to stick a needle in their own. No, but I'm 100%. talking about even before then. Well, I, I have a question. The, I have a question about this, okay. guys. So is this a media um, construct that doesn't really exist? Because it seems, seems to me it does. You know you might be watching a movie, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's say uh, Groundhog Day is a good one, right, where he can't get out of the town because the, 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 the day keeps repeating itself. And when something gets emotionally worked out with the character, the real theme of the movie gets worked out, now the action follows and he can leave, right? Now it's the next day finally. It feels to me that's what we're looking at with the Nets. Like the stuff you're identifying, Jay, I saw games, three out of these four games, I thought that a team that wants it wins this game. But the Nets lost every time. Like until they work out, Key, what Jay is talking about at the core, they can't go forward, right? They got to get this worked out or or it's holding them back. I, I think based on him being there full time now, it'll work itself out. It'll work itself out being there full time. That's what I, I that's what I strongly believe. They got caught in the middle to the end of everything and it wasn't going to work itself out. There was no way from all the NBA experts including Jay Williams that I've talked to just over this last month or two, one of the first things they kept saying is he's, you know, they don't have any, uh, no rhythm. They, they're not cohesive together. They're not a cohesive unit. They're kind of like one guy goes and fills it up. Another guy doesn't fill it up. Another guy comes and fills it up. And Ky- they need them both to fill it up at the same time. When you think about when they was winning championships, and not them, but when, when KD was winning with Golden State, Everybody was contributing, meaning KD could have his, Steph would get his, and Clay still would get his. LeBron would get his, Bosch and Wade would get theirs. Not one night Kyrie go for 39, the next night KD struggles, and then the next night, like last night, we saw KD go crazy, but Kyrie had a eh, a bit of a game. They need to be together. That's how they're going to be able to get through it. Continuity. Joe Harrison played a whole year. You had – James Harden, who was there, that situation panned out where he forced his way out. You got Ben Simmons in return. Ben Simmons couldn't come back and play. You bring that core back next year, and you run it back. You're too heavily invested to try to blow it up and change things right now. Even for Steve Nash. I mean, KD has backed Steve Nash because the landscape has changed for him Multiple times in two years, going through a pandemic, going through injuries, like a lot of coaches in the league, and then going through not having a set rotation. What, they've had 46 starting lineups this year? I mean, that's mind-boggling. But a lot of that 46 starting lineups is due to Kyrie's absence, too. Yes. Meantime, when you look at all the pieces they've had, this story of this Nets era could be missed opportunity because when you think of Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant with pieces like Joe Harris, Blake Griffin, they pick up Patty Mills, all these things – Oh, my God, they should be the greatest team ever. But if the structure is not in place, then it's much more difficult to get it done. So that brings us to the organizational perspective, right? And it starts with the front office and all that stuff and then down to the head coach. 
A lot of people, including us, have asked questions about this head coach. Here is Kevin Durant at the postgame presser about their head coach. Just to be clear, do you think that Steve is still the right guy to lead this group? Come on, man. Like, yeah, like Steve has been dealt a crazy hand the last two years. Like, he's been had to deal with so much stuff as a head coach, first time coach, and trades, injuries, you know, COVID, just a lot of stuff he had to deal with. And uh, I'm proud of how he just focused and his passion for us. And, um, you know, we all, you know, continue to keep developing over the summer and see what happens. 1,000%. You just don't – anybody says just blow it up and get rid of Steve Nash. Who are you bringing in for Steve Nash? Kevin Durant, first off, has to sign off on it. And KD has just signed off publicly on Steve Nash. So if you try to fire Steve Nash, then you can lose the buy-in from Kevin Durant, which is your best player, which puts you a step back. Steve Nash, it's his job. By the way, looking down at your staff a year ago when that was Mike D'Antoni – that was Emilio Doka. Like, it's a different change when all of a sudden those guys are no longer there for you to rely upon. I still do like his staff. I just think you have to weather the storm, which is always going to be hard to do in New York media. He ain't good enough at the moment, but that no, doesn't mean he'll not. never. That doesn't, but like MB, like maybe you were watching the evolution of something. Meantime, the Nets looked by far to be New York's best chance at a championship. Like, by far the best chance at a championship. At this point, Who's the next New York team to win to, to, to chip up? Who? The Yankees? Who? I, I, by the way, the I'll Mets? take my Yankees. I, I never take the Mets over the Yankees. I mean, but if you're being realistic, not as a fan, who's closer? I, I mean, I think the Yankees are real close, to tell you the truth. I think it all comes down to Luis Severino. He was a top 10 pitcher in the American League before he got hurt. He finished top five Cy Young one year, top 10 another. Hardest, uh, fastest average velocity on the fastball in the majors among starters. If he and he looks pretty good so far. If he can get back to what he was, which I think he can, no reason why he can't. He's very young. Him and Garrett Cole at the top. That's a one-two, and I, I like the team. Otherwise, I love Kiner Falefa at shortstop, Gold Glove caliber shortstop. Donaldson is an upgrade at third. I think they can do it. Evan, you're a New York sports fan. Who's the next New York team to chip up? I think it's gonna be the Rangers, and I think they're gonna do it here in the next. You know, three months. They they have nope. They have the goalie to do it. <laughs> they have the best goalie in hockey, and Igor Shesterkin. He's going to run away with the Vezina Trophy. You get a hot goalie in the playoffs, anything can happen in the NHL. They're going to be a a top seed, so they're going to have a high, you know, a home game in the first round. They're going to have home home ice advantage. They have made really good trades at the deadline to bring in guys to fill pieces they didn't have and. Uh, Andrew Kopp, who's become a really good scorer, Frank Vetrano, and then they they have like 19-year-old Alexei Lafreniere who's turning into a star. So the Rangers have all this, and then they have a 50-goal scorer in Chris Kreider. And last year's um, Norris Trophy winner in Adam Fox. So the New York Rangers, I just laid it all out there. They have everything you need to win the Cup. They're going to go on a run. By the way, the the Rangers, their youth, and you talk about Kreider, right, 51 goals, third in the NHL. Like, their youth, if they don't get it this year, then next year, I mean, I feel like they're on the verge. Yeah. Uh The Nets are the closest, right? So the Rangers are probably a year ahead of schedule right now. Panarin's there, too, as well. A hot goalie can uh, decide the course of events probably more than any position in sports. If, If a goalie gets crazy hot at the right time. I don't know what else in sports really matches that hmm. because he can just stop Wh- the other team from scoring, basically. Key, which football team's closer, Jets or Giants? And I won't be offended. <laughs> it would be the Giants. 
The Giants are closer well, to winning the What are you talking about? The Giants <laughs> ahead of the Jets? They're closer to winning the championship than, than – uh, Yeah, they're closer to winning the championship than the Jets. That's only because the Jets will never win. <laughs> I mean, you think eventually the wait, Giants wait, 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 might. Keith, are they? I mean, or is it I just because like, they were go- – Matt, I mean, Jay, Jay. closer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That may mean they may do it in – 2030, okay. and the Jets may never do it. Because you start building my hopes. You start building my hopes. I didn't, say in, I didn't say in 12 months or nothing. I said closer. 12 I years. In 12 yeah, years. it might be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It might be 12 years. But, a lot of, but, but Jay's right. A lot of people would say the Mets, um, you know, since the ownership changed, they've, they've spent some money. They've improved on They have good young pitching. Uh, if DeGrom, DeGrom ever gets injury, and stays that's, that's healthy, the that's the thing, that man. could be that's the thing. Breaks you. He's the best starter in baseball by far if he's healthy. And, and that's saying a lot. There are a lot of top guys, but when he's right, he's the best. By the way, the Nets, like everything we're saying about said, the Nets. They'll be right Nets, back next year. If the Nets, like in terms of talent, it's the Nets. So that's what I'm saying. You haven't seen Ben Simmons play yet. Joe Harris yeah. hasn't played. You're going to retool. You have a lot of guys. That are we're on the buyout market that you're going to retool, try to get. They need longer wing I defenders. Would go, I, you obviously keep Kyrie. Yeah, you keep you Kyrie. Keep, you keep all. You keep the three. You keep the three. Yep. You Joe Harris and I keep Curry. The rest of them dudes, I need to figure out. Yep. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six eight eight eight. Say ESPN. Which New York team will win the next championship? Ooh. Oh man, it's slim. I might have to be with Evan here in the Rangers, man. Yeah. Between the Rangers and the Nets. I would say the, both baseball teams have a good shot. Evan brings, brings up the, you got a hockey team and a basketball team with a good shot. As usual, by the way, the Knicks are nowhere in the conversation. Well, people, and- people trolling me on Twitter about saying, hey, New York's now a Nets town when they got KD and Kyrie. I'm thinking, yeah, okay, they got swept in the first round. In the playoffs? Like, they're in the playoffs? Evan, you were going to say something? Yeah, for the soccer fans out there, I just want to be clear. Like New York FC's championship last year, like doesn't count. I just, I just, I, I don't want to offend anyone, but I, I just want to be clear. What? We are talking about the four major North American professional sports. Uh, I love soccer. The MLS is great. Congrats to New York City FC, but it doesn't count. What? No, I See, said we that. count. We count ours Bing here in bye. LA. Yeah, you count them all, right? Yeah, we count them you all. Take we take credit. We take we take the sparks. We take it all. Yeah, I mean, listen, and, and and that's a town where the Lakers have won recently. The Dodgers have won recently. I mean, the sparks. The, the we Clippers take it all on the come up. The sparks, yeah. like you know, you got a lot of championships. The Rams have won recently. The Chargers on the come up. They got a lot out in L.A. If there was and, a fencing team that won, we'd be like, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, meantime, New York is like uh, I, don't know, I don't know. Soccer doesn't. This one doesn't count. By the way, we say the four major sports, and I get it. Hockey has, but but like it's so, always been like college football has a bigger economy than the NHL. I mean, the fact is, baseball, basketball, football, and then there are dedicated hockey fans. But I don't think it resonates in the town the same way as especially ba- in New York, baseball does, basketball, basketball. and football. So well, when you so in New York though, right? We're only talking about the city, right? We're not talking about. No, you talking about the boroughs? That's it. No, no upstate, none of that. They can't well, get nothing. Listen, right? listen to no. Harold city in South boroughs, Carolina. Man. Everyone's got to get cute. Go ahead, Harold. One eight hundred. Sorry, one eight eight eight. Well, no, say ESPN. Go ahead, Harold. This is upstate New York thing. Here well, it comes. Well, nah, I mean, well, good morning, guys. But What's yeah, up, I mean, the Buffalo Bills. Ah. I feel like they're the only team Ooh. that plays in New York. So 
Yeah, they definitely should team. deserve some consideration. Would well, you say they're the yeah, best team in New York, huh? Yeah. Hey, yeah. look, they win it. We might have to claim them real quick. Mm-mm. No, but why, why? I don't see. I don't get that though. Y'all got to educate me on that because y'all upstate, just, is, upstate is different than being in the city, man. Like if you're in the borough, it's different. This is how gangster New York is. Okay, there are two teams that play in another state that are called New York. New York. In another state, Key, that's like if the Raiders playing in Vegas were like, you know what, we're the L.A. Raiders. <laughs> that's a, and, and, and why not? Because they got a huge fan base. Like when the Giants played the Bills in Super Bowl twenty-five, it was the New York – the Bills were from New York. The Giants were from Jersey. And all the city is, is rocking with the Giants, of course. That's how it is. It's the Meadowlands. No, baby. I get it, but they don't even they, – they, they just disrespect the Bills, huh? Yeah, well, in the not, city they do. I mean, look, and I'm part of Bills Mafia. I love, I love, I love. Or are you part the of the Bills? What other mafia? Are you I'm part, part of, of a lot of my a lot of teams. I'm a fan. I'm allowed to be a fan of individual hold on. players. Hold on, you got time This is a great. This is a great question. We'll have a later conversation about basketball. You no longer become fans of just teams. You're fans of players. And for me, with football, I've started to become fans of individual players more so than teams. Is that acceptable in the football world now? No. no. Why not? Because it's not. not. It's not Adam? acceptable in no world. What are you talking about? I like Mahomes and Burrow. I'm Thank not. A, I'm not a. I'm not a Chiefs or a Bengals fan. But I like individual guys. I like Mahomes I and Burrow Allen. too. But I'm not rooting for their team. You're yeah. not rooting for Patrick Mahomes to win. <laughs> yeah. What are you I, talking I'm about? I'm not rooting for Kansas City to win. Who's your team then, Key? I don't have a pro football team. Hold Thank on. you. So you root for individual guys. Playing the Bills. I found myself on, rooting for the Chiefs. I can't help it. I like the Bills. I like Josh Allen, but I like Pat for whatever reason. Thank I you. root for Patrick Mahomes. See, individuals. Right? I, you but, can't choose it. Problem, it just happens. No, the problem is I played the sport, so it's hard for me to root for a team in which I played a sport. Now, you say well, the Dodgers, right? I got that. That's covered. The Lakers is covered. Whatever the case is, USC's covered. I can't root. For the Rams, I don't root for the Rams, even though it's an LA well, team. I'm like, oh, okay, we got a we got a trophy. That's great. I'm, I don't root for them. I know what you mean too, because I play the sport stickball, and I have to root for the Yankees. I can't root for the Mets. That's a well, stick, that's one team. That's one team. Stickball player in my youth. Uh, one eight eight eight. Say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. You peep that real old guy. One eight eight eight. Eight eight eight. Say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Which New York team will win a title next? In, in light of the Nets getting swept. Plus, Debo on the Jets will tell you that could happen. Next on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 8. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers were presented by Progressive Insurance. We're asking 888-729-3776, 888-SAY-ESPN, which New York team, now that the Nets just got swept in the first round by a Boston team, will win a title next? Yanks, Mets, Rangers, Nets. Don't call up with the Buffalo Bills. Someone tried that already. Stop that. You can also hit us up at the Twitter feed, at Key, J, and Max. So as I mentioned, we're, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, RV, and more. In short, a lot of things. Bundle today at Progressive.com. Yesterday, guys, 49ers GM John Lynch said he can't ever imagine wanting to move on from Debo Samuel. So we asked Jeremy Fowler earlier this morning, is that hot news or not news? And this is what he said. This is the biggest story right now in the league. The draft is slow, kind of not a lot of storylines. Quarterbacks not so hot, right? Probably won't go in the top 10, but this is the big story, right? Can the Jets parlay the 10th pick to get Debo Samuel? That's sort of the feeling right now. This is strategy for GM John Lynch. He's making clear like, hey, either the offers aren't good enough or we really are going to squat on this and hold him and not trade him, which I think is possible. I do think he's sincere and them definitely not wanting to deal him. Of course he's sincere. There's no question about it. He gives them one of the best chances to win. His attitude is such that he's a football player. He has a strong attitude. We know what he is as a player. 1,400 yards receiving, another 365 on the ground rushing, accounting for 14 touchdowns between the two. But a player doesn't want to be there. you got to seriously think about moving him. And if you move him and the New York Jets are interested in him, you go ahead and you do that deal. You try and figure out how to maximize his value with the New York Jets because of Mike LaFleur, familiarity LaFleur, Robert Sala, former assistant coaches with the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm not worried about knowing what to do with him. I would worry if it was another team that another team that would be acquiring Debo Samuel wouldn't know what to do with. Like if you give me a Detroit Lions, they go get him. Like what is they, Detroit doesn't know what to do with him. But having LaFleur have been in the building and have game planned along with Mike Shanahan to get Debo Samuel the football, one would think, oh, okay, that's an easy pair and an easy match. Ten pick overall, pay him, you know, $80 million guaranteed money and see what see what you get. You were going to give Tyreek Hill that money. What's the difference? But see, Key, I think the question revolves around, you know, what does San Francisco want for him if he forced his way out? And rumors speculating that that could be two first-round picks for him. And I think that's a pretty high ask. Devontae Adams didn't even get two first-round picks, right? He got a first in the, in the late second. So it, would that be the value if you're the Jets? So you'd be willing to give up two first-round picks for Debo Sammy? Well, I'm not giving up my 10 and my 4. That's not going to happen. You might as well miss me with that. But if I got 26 and 32, that's different than – giving up the 10th pick and the 4th pick because the Jets own two first-round picks. But they're not giving up two first-round picks to get Debo Samuel. That would be that would not be smart on Joe Douglas's part at all. What's interesting to me 
is on the one hand, Debo, you got to know how to use him. He's not just going to win his matchup like, say, got, a guy like, gotta use him. Gotta like know how. Tyreek Hill, right? But Tyreek Hill, the Jets bid on, and they actually had the winning bid. That was the bid the Chiefs wanted to take, but Tyreek wanted to go to Miami. Now, that bid included multiple second-round picks, stuff like that, but they did not include a top-ten pick in that deal, right? They didn't have to to get the winning bid on on uh, well, uh, if you take Tyreek, why would they have to include it to get exactly, it on Debo? That's my, exactly, that's my point. But you can, but because the, first of all, Debo's younger. Okay, Tyreek Hill did not want to go to New York, which is funny, Jay, because if 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 I'm trading for you and you don't want to come, guess what? The trade is off. Yeah. So and Tyreek knew that he wanted to go to Miami, but when you ask that question, Max, it's about the youth. He's younger. He's only three years in the league. So he's a little bit younger than Tyreek Hill, and and you probably value him more because of the familiarity. Yeah, and I wonder how much is culture building, too, where a guy like Debo, you're like, that, that kind of attitude that he runs with, that he plays with, maybe for a young developing team, you want that guy, and maybe you're willing to give up a little more than just a more explosive guy who you're, you, you don't feel the same way about. 888-SAY-ESPN, we're asking which New York team wins a title next. However, uh, people also want to talk about Debo Samuel, mm-hmm. possibly to the Jets, right? Mike in New Jersey, what's going on? How you doing, guys? Uh, I'm calling from New Jersey, but I'm a 49er fan my whole life. And I'm looking at it from the 49ers perspective. I love Debo. Love him. You can't teach that kind of toughness. You can't teach that. He's a great football player. But when you think about it, is he on the level – of a, of a Jefferson or, a, or an Adams or even a Cooper Cup who, who doesn't have the, the, you know, the athleticism of some of these other guys. When you think about it, George Kittle broke the tight end record with Nick Mullins as his quarterback. Guys like Mostert were the leading rusher yards per carry. All of that is done under Shanahan's system. And I'm not saying Debo isn't a superb football player, mm. but are we really going to pay Adams money or, or what Cup is going to get or what Justin Jefferson should, should get for a guy who is, you know, asked to do a lot, and if he doesn't do that, is the value there? I mean, the Niners have made great moves throughout the Shanahan-Lynch uh, time there, and I, I just think it will handicap us even more giving $25 million to a guy who maybe benefited from that system. Well, they would know best, right? I mean, if they, if they take their chance, then – that's on them. If they don't think that he adds value at that level to their franchise and their football team, then why mess around with it? Why not just move him and, and let him go get his money elsewhere? It, you know, I, I love the argument all the time that a guy is a product of the system. And if he's a product of the system, and <laughs> I, I'm a product of the system, so you should pay me. Right. Because we're winning games and we're doing these sort of things with me being a product of the system. That is how I would think about it if I'm Debo Samuel. And a lot of people want to talk about this, which New York team's going to win next. We're going to get to it. We'll try to a little later in the show. Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance. How close did Jay Wright, meantime, ever come to coaching in the NBA? We're going to ask him next on Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn J. Willemax, the podcast.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You guys see this stat? I don't know who the statue was of. They 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 gave it to Baker Mayfield. Basically said this is Baker Mayfield. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't look anything like him. What what did you, did you guys see the statue? I saw it. Yeah, no, I I saw it, and that's why I say the 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 league sports franchises, colleges, whoever they should use one company that make these statues of people so that they actually look like the person and look like real people because. If you look at some of these statues around at these stadiums, like Michael Jordan's statue looked like him in, in front of, is it the United Center still? In in Chicago, Jay. All yeah, the yeah. Lakers, Chick Hearns, all the, all the ones here at Staples Center, they look like the guys. But that Baker Mayfield thing, I don't know who the hell put that he together. I was like, oh, that's a good well, that's a good looking statue, man. You off, look just like that. First off, the picture of Baker standing next to the statue, the statue looks like Udonis. Like he's six eight, strong, crazy athletic, and Baker Key just the posture. Wait, Udonis Haslam or Adonis? Adonis, oh, okay. yeah. Udonis, Adonis, they're all the same. It's all the same. But Baker Adonis just is in the Adonis look, family. Wait, Max, look at this picture of Baker next to it. Look, look at his whole body. Yeah. Look at the body just—he <laughs> looks like a guy just came off having a couple beers at the bar. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Key Baker's out there six one. This picture, this statue makes him look like he's six five. And everybody should be able to—you <laughs> should be able to sign off on it. Before they unveil, like when they show it to you, or it's being made, you should be able to visit the site wherever they're making it at several times, and make a decision on whether or not that looks like you. No, you no, I want you to Cristiano... find out for the first time what it looks no, like when you see it you live in person. Cra- some people look crazy. That's what I'm saying. You remember the Ronaldo the statue? Oh, remember that's... the Ronaldo statue? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That was a priceless moment. He didn't know how to react to it when he saw it. It looked like what was that character's name from the Goonies? The scary hey, looking you dude. guys, sloth. Yeah. Sloth. sloth. Yeah, yeah, it looked like sloth. I'm like, that's not that's that's sloth. That's not Ronaldo. <laughs> Which Ronaldo's like the good looking you know what I mean? Like it's the complete opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think he is right. We gotta get the Lakers guy. Whoever does a Lakers statue, commission them from now on, oh. just make the statues. No, I the like one that did Jordan in front of United Center looks like MJ too though. Yeah, but the Lakers got a lot of statues, Key, so they keep yeah, getting true. it right. They, yeah, keep, they keep getting, getting it right. right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They went so out you know, and hired you know, a guy you know, who could make statues guys, that look like people. I don't know. You're missing a point. Baker, like in 15 years, when he comes back and he brings his, kid, his kids back to Oklahoma, they're going to be like, wow, daddy, you are super crazy athletic and strong and tall. I'm like, yeah. Why yes, they ever get rid of they, No, I that's was. not what they're going to say, Jay. They're going to say, he's going to be like, yeah, my statue. They're going to be like, who is that? No, you know what? He might look, <laughs> look just like that in 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> they, they meet, the, the guy might have gotten it right. Baker, that looks like someone like 15 years older than Baker. <laughs> you might grow into that thing. Keyshawn, oh. <laughs> J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. 
which New York team's going to win the next title? Because the Nets, oh, they're going to swept in the first round. Knicks didn't even get back to the playoffs after getting swept last year in the first round. Yankees haven't won since 09. Mets haven't won since 86. I mean, it's been a grip. Giants, uh, well, the Giants in 2011. Jets, uh, what, 1969? Mm. <laughs> Jeez. You're cold-blooded, man. Kamal in Connecticut. Complete, no one else with the Bills. Well, technically the Bills. Shut up, everybody. Come on, stop. You know what we're Don't talking tell about. tell people this, shot. Kamal in Connecticut. That's, that's New York. You say New York. Be more specific. Uh, Kamal in Connecticut. You're on with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Kamal. Good morning. There he is. What's up, Kamal? I'm sorry. I thought I was live before. Excellent show. Welcome to Five Fast and Serious. But New York Giants will win the Super Bowl in the next two years. Have a great day. Kamal, you out of breath, Kamal, man. Kamal, where, where are you running man, to? Where? Kamal, Kamal <laughs> are you on a treadmill, Kamal? What's going on? I'm walking to Five Fast and Serious right now. Ooh. Five flights of stairs. That sounds, yeah, that sounds. Where I are you heading? Probably, what? I could probably do two. <laughs> Can't do five. Back do to four. the house. Five flights of stairs. By the way, no, five flights. We're building. To you. Five flights. He's huffing and puffing like he went up like 20 flights. <laughs> man, leave that man alone, man. <laughs> let's be honest. Hey, man, that's commitment. He stayed on the phone while he was walking up the flight of stairs to talk to but us. I'm, uh, but I, guess, I was sitting there saying to myself, okay, so I guess he's listening to us on some sort of streaming device or something. Because if he's up the stairs, what could he be possibly listening to us going? And he's breathing hard like that. He's got a transistor radio with him or something. Oh, no, unless he listened to us in the office and then all of a sudden he decided to leave and call in. Man, sneak, he, a, he probably sneaked call an elevator. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is brought to you by Nature Valley. The best way to listen to music is at a concert in the front row. The best way to eat a Nature Valley crunchy bar is outside. Somehow it makes the crunch even crunchier and the whole grains even whole grainier. See for yourself with Nature Valley. I place him among the all-time greats, not just as a coach, but as a person. It's amazing that you think of what he can do without the the big brand resources, Mm -hmm. without the same deep pocket money in the program that these other programs have. Jay Wright did it with relationships. Jay Wright did it by being a professor of the game and a teacher. Jay Wright resigning from Villanova. There's no question this is going to leave a, a big void, not only in college basketball, but just the game of basketball, period. And the man himself, Jay Wright, whose sudden retirement left, uh, certainly startled me, startled the nation. Two-time national champion head coach Jay Wright with us this morning. Good morning, good morning Coach. Good morning, Max. How are you, buddy? Doing well, doing well now that you're here. Coach Wright, how you doing, brother? <laughs> Jay Will, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good, man. I got to tell you, I was at dinner. Uh, we were in Chicago because we were on Waddle and Sylvie ESPN 1000 at the time. And Evan Wilner, our producer, handed me the phone, and literally my heart dropped into my stomach. I was like, what the hell are you – where the hell? What? You just in the Final Four. We just <laughs> spoke with him. A couple of weeks ago, and he sounded rejuvenated. He sounded passionate. Where did this come from, Jay? You know what, Jay? I it started it started creeping in the beginning of the season. I started to feel like you know what I don't I don't have the the same energy. And then you know as I went went through the seasons, and and you know doing a, a basketball season, so many things hit you. You deal with losses. You know you deal with struggles and. It, it just kept getting stronger that I, I felt like I didn't, I didn't have my edge. So I started thinking about, all right, 
when, when does this, you know, how do you end this? How do you pass this on? And I felt like we got a good team coming back next year. And I can, if I do this now, we can keep everybody in place. We can keep the program strong. And so I, you know, started thinking this, this might be the best time. And I didn't want to say anything because we were in the midst of the season and, 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 but I, towards the end of the regular season, decide my wife and I decided like we're doing this. It's a good time. It's a good time to pass it on, and and we can keep everybody, you know, everybody in the staff on their jobs. We can bring in one of our guys, and it just seemed like a a, a good idea to keep everything going here strong, and you know, me look for what's what's the next step. I don't have a plan, Jay. Will I don't know what I'm doing next, but it, I do feel like I made the right decision. Jay, sometimes yeah, you know, not having a plan is having a plan, though. And I have to say, like when you look around the landscape of college basketball, it's as if you were King Arthur and that was Camelot, right? I, you had incredible players that were there for long periods of time. So I have to ask you, like, what did take your energy away? Is it the shift that's happening in college basketball with transfer portal and all that stuff? You know what? That, that might have had a little bit to do with it, Jay. And you're right. We we did we did have and, and still do have Camelot here. I I, um, I heard I, I was listening to you on some somewhere else. You were talking about that, and and it is true. Um, you know, like we don't really deal with the transfer portal much at Villanova. Like even right now, all our play all all our players are staying. You know, we, we were able to bring Kyle Neptune, a great young coach. He he was with us for ten years. He had one, you know, he's only away from the program for one year. He got head coaching experience. All of our staff is staying. So this is an incredible job. And um, and then with NIL, you know, I, I think we're in really good shape here at Villanova. So I, I, I just, I knew at some point, like, you don't you don't own these programs. You know what I mean? Like, you, there's great tradition. Villanova was good before I got here. They're going to be great when we when we move on here you're in charge of it for a certain period of time. And I want it to be really good while I'm here. And then I want to make sure I left it better than I found it. I want to make sure that I'm still going to be around, you know, as, as assistant to our president and I want to be able to support Kyle. So it was, it was just Jay. I started to think about, um, you know, how do we keep this thing rolling? Not as much about how long can I stay? And, and I feel really good about where the program is right now. Coach, there's always been speculation, and you know where I'm going with this. The next level, the NBA, and I've always had a, a feeling when coaches step down abruptly that there's something in the plans for them to move on to the next level because they've conquered so much at the college level, both in the both in college football as well as college basketball. Uh, rumors have circulated that they're potentially, you know, the 76ers in the past and now we have an opening here in Los Angeles with the Lakers. Is there any interest at all whatsoever? Because you don't, you said you don't know the next steps, what you might do, of coaching in the NBA. You know what, Keyshawn? Not, not, not right now. Like I, that was something I, um, you know, I always thought about. My experience with the Olympics um, g- gave me so much. Uh, it kind of scratched that itch. It gave me so much experience with, with those guys, you know, last summer with coach pop and Steve Kerr and, um, Doke and, and, and all those guys and Kevin Durant and Lillard like that, you know, we were together. We, we did that some years before that with the world cup. That was so awesome. Like I kind of feel like I did it, you know, a little bit. I, and I love coaching those guys. 
right now, right now, I definitely need need a break. <laughs> right now, I'm looking forward to this position at Villanova. But honestly, like down the road, I don't. I'd be lying. I don't know what I'm gonna feel like. I I'm, I think I'm. I know I made the right decision. Yes. Because I don't think going into next year, I'd be able to do the things I need to do to keep this program at a high level. But I do, I'm, I'm I'm gonna take this year and really throw myself into this position at Villanova and then see see what's out there. I just I just didn't want to be the coach of Villanova and not be a hundred percent in all in. Jay, you know you know how we coach like you I was always the guy that brought the energy every day, more than the players, more than the assistants. And and if if I couldn't do that I, I didn't want to coach here. But I I'll see what's next and I don't I, I know what you're saying, Keyshawn, because everybody does that. I, I'm not doing it no, I get back it. And, and take an NBA job. No, I, I get it. I get it. I, it. Money's not an issue, but, you know, there's some things out there, Coach, that'll make a person change their mind real fast. <laughs> 30 teams yeah, on line true. two, Jay. 30 teams <laughs> on line two waiting. Uh, all autonomy plus autonomy plus record-breaking $200 million deal. <laughs> well, Jay, Jay, on a serious note, Jay, thank you for what you've done for college basketball. I mean, you have been a staple in this game, I know you've been a staple in my life from USA Basketball and our time we spent together. And I, you know, talking to Kyle Lowry and a lot of players uh, that have been at Villanova, it's really incredible what you have built. So congratulations, man. That is Jay Thank Wright, you, Jay. ladies. Good luck with everything, too. Jay Wright, special assistant to the – you know you him guys. as the special assistant to the president of Villanova University. <laughs> yeah, for about <laughs> a few months. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Great to hear from you. Great talking to you guys. G-Sean, Jay Will, and Max, the podcast. 